Welcome to Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If you are a person that is tired of apologizing for being you, you know, the human part of you that sometimes feels like it has to be different at home versus work versus play, the human side that just wants to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about your wants, desires, and uniqueness. If you answered yes, this podcast is for you. Join me, Emily Elrod, as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. Welcome our guest, Luis. Uh, thanks for having me, Emily. Well, my name is Luis, and uh, I'm not sorry for targeting the impossible. I'm here to uh, share a little bit about that today. Excited about reaching out to your audience. I think we have a lot of work ahead. I agree so much. So targeting the impossible. Why are you not sorry for that? But how did you even get to the mission of targeting the impossible? Yeah, so last year I started working out uh, regularly at the gym. Back in high school, it's something I felt really good about. And, uh, you know, working out gives you an ability to just kind of tune the world out. Uh, In high school, I was leg pressing 700 pounds in my senior year. And I figured, hey, let me try to, you know, get past that. Uh, I got to 1,200 pounds before the end of the year. And I thought, Hey, that seemed like an impossible. I just had to target it, right? Like day in and day out, have a little bit of discipline, motivation. And, uh, you know, I was on my way to 1500 and, you know, then, then COVID happened. So I had to stop, but I decided to create something of, of a reminder uh, for others. We all have impossibles, whether it's at gym or in life, you just need to target them and go for them. I love that. So what makes people stop from going to the impossible other than they thought that it is impossible? I think one of the biggest things for me personally, what that I've learned is people want permission from others to succeed. And I think that's a terrible thing. I think you have one life and that's you're the author of your life. That's up to you. It's not up to anybody else to decide how your life goes, right? So you got to make that determination and then you got to commit to that, which I think is hard sometimes for people because then that requires discipline and it requires accountability. And sometimes we don't like that. Mm -hmm. And so with discipline, what were some of the key things that you had to do to be able to leg press and to do the stuff to get to that impossible thought and goal that you were reaching after? You know, I just have to building into my day, right? So you, you're running around, you have meetings, you have, you're tired sometimes, you want to just stop and not go, but you realize you committed to something. And, and what I also start to realize is if you commit to one area and you don't follow through, that impacts your ability to commit to other areas and follow through in, in other areas, right? It could be professional, it could be personal. So I, I'm really trying to balance my life out in that regard. But I know I'm not the only one who needs to do that. I think there's a lot of people that have incredible potential and you just need to have somebody tell you, you can do this and let's go. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something so true on having motivation from others, but also having motivation from yourself and that inner motivation to attack that impossible. And one thing that I found that really kills the targeting is fear. Yes. So how do you advise people that want to target target this impossible task to look at fear and overcoming it. Yeah. You know, fear can be a good thing. You know, if you're trying to get away from a bear, maybe a good thing, but if it's holding you back, you need to ask yourself, 
why. Um, the thing that I shared earlier is, you know, you realize you have one life. We're all at some point going to die and, and go to heaven. So if you're wasting your life living in fear, then you're not living your life. And if may, I may be so bold as to say this, you're wasting your life. You're, you're lying to yourself. Um, and, and I think we need to kind of hear that. It, it's, it's a tough message, right? But would you rather be half alive or, you know, would you rather pursue the things that are really going to motivate you to give back to society? Right now we see that more than ever, right? We need people to feel alive so they can shine that light. Mm -hmm. And I know that with this, a lot of the impossible too, is that you also work with the Latino community. And in that, you we have had these uh, discussions about um, sometimes victim mentality coming to mm -hmm. victim mentality. What would you say to people that are possibly in a victim mentality set on by their upbringing or set on by these thoughts, no matter what your race, religion, or skin color is? What What would you say to that? That's an excellent question. It's one I've been thinking about lately. I, I think the answer to that is you have to get in your head and make yourself out to be that hero that can conquer that impossible, no matter the odds, right? Every day we have people to the left of us and to the right of us drop in, in this race we call life, in this battlefield. Um, but you can make, you alone can make that determination that you're not going to quit, that you're not going to be a victim of the circumstances, that you're going to rise up, stay your ground, and go forward. You alone can do that. Nobody else can do that for you. And I think sometimes folks look for leaders out there, and I tell people, look in the mirror. You want a leader? That's the leader right there. You want to follow a leader, then you got to start acting like a leader. Mm -hmm. So in your past experience, what are some ways that you have, I know with the um, targeting the impossible with the weightlifting, but what are some other like work experiences or life experiences that have just cultivated? Because I know it's usually not just one thing that leads to you getting to what your mission is, that it's right. multiple things. So what is another time or experience that you would say? You're absolutely right. It's a snowball effect, right? It's life has this inertia. Um, for me, it's it's been tied to work, schooling, you know, the different experiences that I've had in life. I born in Mexico. My parents came here very early on and you have to learn the language. You have to push yourself. You want to be better than everybody else because you want to give back to the world, right? Early on, you start learning. There's a lot of challenges. Um, when I was in high school, for example, one of them, I was thinking about this before the show. I had a job interview uh, during the summer for a construction job. So the owner of the company says, if you can climb the truck and bring the wheelbarrow down, you have a job. You know, here's this scrawny little kid, right? I'm like, I can do it. <laughs> you know, I got up there. I threw it. You know, I didn't do it gracefully. But at the end of the day, I had a job. And I think sometimes in life, we want to do things gracefully. We want to do them perfectly. There is no such thing. Just do it. Just build it and start going forward and things happen. Good things happen. Mm -hmm. And I love that because I talk a lot about how knowledge isn't always power. Knowledge can help you, but knowledge in action is called wisdom. And it's that part of acting. And so many people get caught up in overthinking or procrastination or however they deal with their fears in that aspect. You, you can do the, you can run from it or you can attack it, whatever it may be, but you're avoiding it in essence. Right. 
And so how would you tell people today to start acting on their wants and that it's it's okay to do that? Yeah. So look, let's look at this visual. You know, I think we, we all like fast cars, you know, for the most part. So you can have a nice car parked in your garage, but if you don't hit the gas, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to see anything fun. You're not going to have any nice drives. Life is like that. Take that knowledge, take that action, step on the gas pedal and go. You're going to discover the world. You're not going to do that if you're at home. You're not going to do that if you're, you know, somehow imprisoned by your fears. You're going to do that when you decide to let go of those things that hold you back and you just run forward. And, and there's a lot to see in this world and, and there's a finite amount of time. So why not start doing it now? Why wait till tomorrow? Tomorrow's already too late. Mm -hmm. And I love that too, because the analogy of a car too, is that a lot of people think that you have to go at a hundred percent all the time to get to your destination. But you have like, just in a journey in a car, you have stop signs. And if you actually went at a hundred percent, you would burn the engine. You can't, yes. you would run no. it, you would crash and it would fall on, on your face or you could end up really hurt. Yeah. And many times, and that's the same thing with even your weightlifting. Yeah. Like, can't go a hundred percent. You have to go at typically we, we, as an exercise physiologist, we advise doing it 80% and then to, to push yourself. Um, and so whenever it comes to your time that you want to lift, you can then go at the higher volume, but that's that one, that's your one time, you know, that you're going at it. You don't consistently, you, you work up to it. So what would you say about that? Yeah, that, that word, what you just said right now, consistently and constantly, right? It's easy to go to the gym one day and boom, you know, you feel great. Or it's easy to get in the car and just, you know, take that one drive. But to have the ability to do things day in and day out at a certain time, because you understand that your success is tied to that, that's the key to success, right? I mean, and a lot of people have told us this, you know, they've shown this to us. You have to develop that routine. You're not going to get somewhere in life if your if your day change if your day schedule changes you know every day and if you're not doing things consistently if you don't have a drive if you don't have that motivation then it's going to hold you back mm -hmm. what are some of the mental consistencies that you do personally um that have allowed you to target the impossible so I, I started working this this year, you know, uh, well, started earlier last year, but now really uh, focus on getting up at 5, 5.30 in the morning uh, every day. It's, it's quiet time for me. It's time for me to just kind of be grateful for where I'm at in life, the things that I want to do, lay out a plan. And, uh, and then also I started to build a little bit of time to just relax and, you know, be myself, be in the moment, appreciate things. A little bit more than than I used to. I think when you're running in life, you know, I've worked in government, I worked in the private sector, nonprofit sector. It's constantly go, go, go. But to go back to example, you cited with a car. When you're doing that, sometimes you run around, but you have to ask yourself, what do you run around for? The thing about focusing on a business or something that you care about is that you get to run around for those things that matter to you, that you feel passionate about that you care about. And I think that's when you make the biggest contributions to life. Mm -hmm. I agree so much. So hearing all the things that you're saying, 
What would you tell somebody that keeps apologizing for going after goals that people are like, that's dumb, that's never going to work or whatever it may, may be like, what would you, what would you tell them? Yeah. You know, we, we all come across that in life at different points, right? Uh, you have to be one, you have to be stubborn about the things that you believe in. You have to be committed to yourself, right? People are always going to talk. They're always going to talk. But at the end of the day, you don't live with those people. Those people don't live with you. But you do go to bed at night and you're looking at that guy or that gal in the mirror. Don't let that person down. Stand up for them. They need you. They're counting on you to do that. That's what I would say. Start standing up for yourself. It matters. You'll lead a better life when you do that. And how do you think that impacts the humanity in essence? with the like we're seeing right now with a lot too much on social media right now with the divert like the division of the world it feels like what is the importance in on focusing on what you can do so that you can then eventually target the impossible i think what it comes down to is loving each other you know hurts a good friend of mine once say hurt people hurt people mm-hmm we really need to take a good look at ourselves because we're we're all hurting somehow, right? But you gotta let go of that pain sometimes. Everybody's been through stuff, right? If you're human, you're gonna go through something horrible at some point sooner or later. It's about getting up. It's about the grit. It's about the kindness, right? When you're in this race called life, you gotta be kind to each other. You know, it's just not a whole lot of fun if you're angry and you're you're hateful and you're you know, violence, I, I, you, you come across people like that in different, you know, areas. I, I was working in Garmin one day and this guy was shouting at me and I'm like, whoa, 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 relax. What's going on? One, don't talk to me like that. Two, you're in a professional setting, so breathe, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's we just got to tell each other, breathe a little bit. Let's put everything in perspective and let's figure out what's good about the situation and what's bad about the situation. But let's not add fuel to the fire. It's, that's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I love that too about acknowledging yourself in that aspect too. So, like, whenever you were doing your goal on the weightlifting to target that impossible thought that you couldn't do, but you ended up doing it, you had to make sure you knew your body signals. Yeah. And that's a lot of the time that I see where there comes failure is because people can't listen to their own bodies and knowing whenever I need to take a breath, you know, yeah. or that aspect of. Yeah. I need this. I need to stop for the day. I need to rest. The power of rest, the power of relaxation. And sometimes it feels like, you know, if we're going towards something so big that sounds like it's impossible that we got to work, 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 work. But you need rest and recovery. So what's the importance mm-hmm. of that in your journey of targeting the impossible? Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. I think listening to your body is critical. Otherwise, you're going to get hurt. Um, listening to your mind, super important. Listen to your heart, right? All these things are super important because at the end of the day, they make you a better, more balanced individual. Sometimes, uh, you know, depending on what's going on in life with people, you take one instance of, you know, somebody doesn't look at a person right or somebody cuts them off while they're, you know, in traffic and they blow up. You're like, is it that bad? Or do you have other stuff going on in your mind? And what's important about that is, how do you get yourself to put things in perspective and not overreact? 
increasingly what I look at is I have a finite amount of energy, right? Am I going to go crazy on stuff that is trite? Or am I going to put it in perspective and, and then learn where to invest that energy so that I get the most out of my day and out of my life? Mm-hmm. I think we have to ask ourselves, what are the things worth reacting you know, to? What are they? And, and, and then just go from there. Awesome. So anybody that's listening to this, you have the ability to ask questions. So if you would like to, please leave a comment in the comments below. Um, we love to hear from you. And I do see that Mike has joined us um, and also see Shyla. So thank you too also for joining us in this call. So as we continue on this, let's talk with why should we stop apologizing? Because that's what this is about, being unapologetically bold. Why do you find that we apologize in the first place? I think we apologize when we're not sure of our place in the world. I don't, I don't have anything to apologize for. You don't have anything to apologize for. We're, we're created by God. We're meant to be great. We're meant to do good things. And we just got to stop feeling sorry for ourselves and go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. It's simple. And I agree to that. And, and that's the one thing that I think it's a lot of based on compassion comparison instead of compassion and that we have this feeling that we're not good enough or we're not to this certain level in life that it is impossible because of statement xyz that we've heard in our life so in the aspect of making it more seem possible and not having to forgive or or not ask for forgiveness for it what are some ways that people can go about on finding their possibilities? One is to surround yourself with people that support who you are, mm-hmm. with true friends, with 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 individuals that want the best for you. We we all know we all know there's a lot of fake people out there who you know will hang around you because they expect there, there's going to be some sort of benefit to them. Those people often won't point out your flaws. They won't point out the areas where you could be better, right? I think somebody who's vested in you, who really truly understands and sees your potential is going to call you out when they see you're slacking off. Mm-hmm. I, I think the the peer the network in that regard is, is important. And there's a lot of people out there. Reach out. You know, once you start reaching out, you'll see how you get connected to all sorts of wonderful people. They're out there and they want to see you succeed. Uh, the, the other thing also is put it down on paper. Right. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think is impossible about whatever you're thinking, and I'll show you it's not. More importantly, though, figure out yourself what the steps are that can help you go from impossible to possible. Mm-hmm. Look, as long as you're alive, there's nothing that's impossible. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. I love that. What is somebody or something that has been told to you that at first could have been a limiting factor to, for the possibility? that then sparked you into making like, I can do this? You know, I think uh, that's an excellent question. I think it goes back to the fact that sometimes, you know, we all have a spark inside of us. And um, the beauty of of listening to yourself is that you stand up to people or or you decide you're going to show them, prove them wrong, right? When I was in high school, I had this counselor, great counselor, but, but that one day, when I wanted him to, uh, you know, sign off on me choosing a fractional electric, he's like, well, why don't you, you know, choose auto shop? You know, you can learn about cars. And and I'm like, no, I, I want French. I, I need to take French. And 
So, you know, I, I went against what he said and uh, later studied in France and now I'm doing business with people there. So you have to know your value. You have to know what you want out of life. Um, you have to be able to tell people no if it's not in your best interest. And I think sometimes that's a problem with us. I think we, we, we don't tell people no enough. We need to say yes to ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's so true. I've been going on about that lately, about I am trying to turn into a four-year-old and learn the word no again. Um, because there's so many times that I'm saying yes to things, typically in my family life, like having puppies or having chickens. And then they get thrown to me. And I love my kids, but I need to start saying yes to things that are for me. And that I know yeah. that in the end, I'm definitely it's going to take my responsibility because it's going to take my energy and it's That's going right. to prohibit me from getting to where I want to be. And yeah. that's one thing that I've struggled with is whenever you target the impossible, some people might think you're selfish because you're taking, oh, no you're doubt. No you're doubt. taking energy and you're taking all that to, to go towards your goal. So how can you help with, especially because sometimes it's close family and friends that you're taking time away from. How can you focus on yourself without having the guilt of being selfishness? Yeah, it's a, that's an excellent question. I, I think you have to be at peace with the decisions that you make in life. You have to be more decisive and more assertive. Um, and, and I just actually had that happen last week, you know, when somebody was asking, you know, me to do something and I'm like, look, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do it. This is not worth my time and uh, I'll do it, you know, later, maybe when I have the time, but right now it's not happening. Right. You, so just knowing that you can say no and, and pushing back sometimes on those requests help you keep that discipline and help you keep your day, you know, going forward. Otherwise, you get all these interruptions and you get to the end of the day, you're like, what did I do? Well, I didn't do much because I was interrupted by this and that. Mm -hmm. So you have to be a little bit selfish. Don't feel guilty about it. And I think that's something that stuck with me is that if you don't plan your day, somebody else will plan it for you. No doubt with life if you don't plan your life or plan your goals if you don't plan it somebody else will for you and knowing what your plan is but that starts with self-reflection and knowing what you can do and what may be impossible to others because i bet whenever you targeted the impossible it was never really impossible for you you knew that you had a, a sliver of hey i got this yeah it's true and you start building on that momentum right so once you get one success, you want success in another area and you start building that foundation of success. Uh, I tell my kids, it's like this. Look, you have a book. It's the book of our life. And you have a day every day to, you know, writing that book. If you don't like it, change it. But at the end of the day, at the end of, you know, the month, the year, you can have chapters. These make up the story of your life. Mm -hmm. These show how you targeted that impossible and made it possible. Or when you chose to walk away, when you took the easy way out. Uh, if you want, if you want a book that somebody wants to read, make sure you make it worth reading. And the way you do that is by taking that that action day in and day out to be better than you were yesterday. It's simple, it's not that complicated. And one thing I do want to talk about real quick is how failure is needed to target the impossible. Because a lot of people are like they see success as just an uphill trajectory, and for me, it's never been. 
that actually failure is a part of it and it's you either you either fail or you learn either way like you're gonna you're gonna learn so what is a way that you have failed but it helped you get to your impossible yeah i I agree with that Uh, i think you know when you you fall on your face if you will you know when things don't work out the way that you hope them to i you know i was you know on a like I said, I worked in the private sector, the public sector. It was just ongoing you know, trajectory of work, work, work. You know, not having that available to me was was like a failure at first, right? I'm like, oh man, I've been used to running around, you know, like working for other people. I miss that. And I'm like, yeah, but you're not working for you. You're not working for the things that you believe in, right? Without that adversity, without that, you know, you know, trial, that you know, tribulation that comes with that. Kind of a transition I, w- I wouldn't be where i'm at today and working on the things that matter to me is the most important thing right now and i'm gonna and if i'm gonna work with other people it's gotta be people that i like people that i trust not people that i'm weary of because i've worked with some great people but like everyone else you come across people that are a little bit shady and you know you got to make that determination that you got to get behind people that line up with your values and when that happens i think great things happen and when it doesn't, bad things happen. Exactly. That's so true. And that's another part of it is that in the aspects of, aspect of targeting the impossible, it's not a one-man journey. It's usually, right. it's so many other people come in and it's the supporters, it's the cheerleaders. You may be doing the actions every day, but the people around you can really make a difference. So mm-hmm. what would be your final words to somebody about how you're not sorry for targeting the impossible? My final words would be, you're fantastic. You're great the way you're supposed you are. You know, you're supposed to just live your life and do the things that, that are gonna allow you to fulfill that potential. Don't stop, don't apologize for what you're doing for your journey. Just go forward and really be happy because if you're not happy, then you're not really building yourself up, right? Uh that would be the big thing for me. Just build yourself up. Go out there, make it happen. Don't stop for anyone. I love it. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for everybody that joined in. We hope you have an awesome and blessed day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If this touched you in any way, please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble, open, and transparent. See you next time.